Hello, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. This week's episode will be a quick bite, one of our shorter mini episodes. A quick bite is just as it sounds, short, quick, and easy to listen to, and we get straight to the facts so you can get back to your busy day. We hope you're enjoying these, and don't forget to subscribe to Order Up on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. For this week's Quick Bite, I'm speaking with Aaron Frazier, Director of Healthcare and Tax Policy for the National Restaurant Association. Aaron joins us to discuss the Employee Retention Tax Credit. He'll cover all the details of what exactly this is, how it helps, who's eligible, and what you need to know to help your restaurant today. So Aaron, I know there's a lot for us to cover, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Let's dive right in. So first off, can you start us uh, with an introduction of you and what your role with the National Restaurant Association policy team entails? Hello, Carly. Thank you for having me. Well, I cover healthcare and tax policy on our team, but my first job was actually at Ruby's Diner in Orange County, California. So in one way or another, I've always been working for restaurants. Got it. So shifting to the tax and policy side, what is the one thing that restaurants need to know about employee retention tax credits, otherwise known as ERTC? That it's money designed to support restaurants like yours. Throughout the entire COVID era, we hear from operators whose employees are like family. Keeping their teams together is personal for them. Restaurants across the country are making payroll despite capacity closures, reduced revenue, and massive uncertainty in their day-to-day operations. What Employee Retention Tax Credits, or ERTC, can do is provide some certainty in payroll by supporting those restaurants that are currently experiencing those conditions. Very good. So many restaurant operators received a Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, loan in 2020 and are now managing a second PPP loan right now. So are those folks eligible for ERTC? That's a great question. So PPP and ERTC both passed within the same bill in March 2020, just as the pandemic began really hitting restaurants. But restaurants and other small businesses were restricted. They could only pick one of those two programs. But by the end of the year, with COVID continuing, Congress kind of had that big Jaws moment when the shark jumps out of the water. And it finally acknowledged that we're going to need a bigger boat. Restaurants and other small businesses said we need more relief options. And Congress allowed restaurants and other small businesses to coordinate both PPP loans and ERTC. They just need to ensure that they don't apply for a tax credit on the payroll that is being met with PPP funds. So to make sure that the two programs don't intersect, but restaurants can take both PPP first draw and PPP second draw and take ERTC as well. Got it. Okay. So does this mean that a restaurant could access ERTC for both years, 2020 and 2021? Yes. Big development. For 2020, a restaurant with under 100 full-time equivalent employees can access up to $5,000 per employee. Larger restaurants with over 100 employees can access ERTC 
for when they retained employees that weren't actively providing services, like a furloughed employee. In 2021, for the entire year, for up to four calendar quarters, a restaurant with 500 employees or less can access up to $7,000 per employee. And that's just a big deal. That's a lifesaver for so many restaurants. The American Rescue Plan, which was passed just last month, extended that ERTC, uh, incorporating a lot of bipartisan support from both sides of the hill. Uh, It was really a big moment for us. Got it. So quick point, there's been a ton of disruption in restaurant jobs over the past year. So is the number of employees eligibility, uh, does that refer to current workforce totals? No, it does not refer to current workforce totals right now in 2021 or even 2020. The employer threshold counts the average number of full-time employees that were employed during 2019. So they do go back to that pre-pandemic level of employment to assess the eligibility for a business. Got it. Okay, that's helpful to know. Uh, So kind of circling back to the first question, um, how do capacity closures or revenue declines enable a restaurant to receive ERTC funds? Right. So as you said, it goes back to that first question. What are those two unique challenges, either capacity closures or revenue declines, trigger eligibility for ERTC? So a restaurant needs to hit one of those two, just one of those two again. So the operations are either fully or partially suspended due to orders from the government due to COVID-19, or the business experienced a significant decline in gross receipts when comparing either the calendar quarter or the prior quarter to 2019. So let's unpack that. Let's start with the partially suspended operations. The IRS put out a restaurant-specific example probably because we asked for restaurant-specific examples, on what partially suspended operations looks like. And and here's what it sounds like. A restaurant is permitted to offer indoor dining as long as all the tables are spaced at least six feet apart. Now, this spacing constraint alone is considered a, quote-unquote, more than a nominal effect on the restaurant's business operations. So during this period, even though the restaurant can provide carryout, outdoor dining, and indoor dining, its business operations continue to be partially suspended during this calendar quarter, and it is eligible for ERTC. So we think that's a big deal because the socially distancing guidelines that we receive from government orders are pretty significant, and that allows a lot of restaurants to qualify for ERTC. The gross receipts decline is a little bit easier to understand because it's just the math. For 2020, a restaurant would be eligible if it has seen a 50% decline or more when compared to a calendar quarter in 2019. And for 2021, this decline is reduced to a 20% decline when it's compared to prior quarters in either 2020 or 2019. Very good. Thank you for explaining all of that. That's really helpful. So when restaurants are retaining, say, that talented chef, a really dynamic manager, uh, or a really charismatic server for the long term, those health benefits are more and more important. So does ERTC include health premiums? 
Yeah, particularly during a pandemic, right? And, and as we are emerging after a pandemic, I think health insurance and more options for small businesses to obtain health insurance benefits are going to be even more important. Uh, so we're happy to say that these health insurance benefits and premiums are included under ERTC, and they are eligible for these tax credits. And also other things like paid sick and vacation time can be eligible wages under ERTC. Uh, there's more information available on that at restauranthealthcare.org, and we really encourage members to, to check that out. Perfect. So there's a lot of information to think about and consider here, um, but perhaps a lot of great opportunity for restaurants. So where can they go to get some more information? You're absolutely right, Carly. And we have an excellent webinar covering this topic specifically on our website called Tax Time for Restaurants, Maximize New Laws to Improve Your Bottom Line. We also have an ERTC fact sheet that's posted at restaurantsact.com. And look, we're passionate about this because it will help save restaurants. It's one of those issues that is a little bit below the radar, and it's our job to make sure that it's on everyone's radar. We've worked hard with bipartisan leaders in Congress to extend and expand the ERTC. We want to ensure that the only money left on the table is for hardworking restaurant employees at the end of the meal and not in money that is otherwise available for restaurant members of the National Restaurant Association and our state restaurant association partners. Perfect. Well, thank you for this comprehensive overview, Aaron. This has been really helpful. And we will make sure to include restaurantsact.com in our show notes so our listeners can go and check out uh, that fact sheet and all the other items that you mentioned um, that support restaurants there on that site. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and have a fabulous day. Thank you, Carly. Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.